Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Oh my God, that guy's arms are so grody. Look at that butt. The butt. Regular. It's regular. He blew a kiss at the camera. Ah. <laughs> That's dumb. Incredibly crappy. Okay, his thighs are like wee wee. What in the world? Not my type. Ooh, the pool water made his abs all shiny. <laughs> I hate the smell of chlorine. Sick. <laughs> to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Saturday. Yes, Saturday, August 7th. I'm J.E. Skeets rolling with the homie, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? Got my top shot hot boy, a real American hero, Trey Kirby. USAO! USAO! Hey. And we got the international man of mystery, taking it to the bronze, Lee Ellis. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Yeah, oi, 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 And finally, the man making the magic happen here on the weekend, it's JD. Hello. There he is, here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live on YouTube right now. Everybody take a second, smash that like button, and then leave us a comment below the video to help us defeat the algorithm after the video or after the show and subscribe if you haven't to No Dunks on YouTube. Keep sending in your questions and comments for the next Beach Step and Podcast. Email them in, nodunks at theathletic.com and go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Shirts, hoodies, shorts, mugs. The stream team shirt has just arrived at my house, guys. I got Ooh. shirts for all of you boys. So go grab those if you want a stream team shirt over at nodunks.com. And finally here, in case you missed it, Yesterday, we launched a new summer podcast series called Fast Friends, where Trey, JD, and I are watching and reviewing every movie from the Fast and Furious franchise. So the first one is up, obviously watching the OG movie there from 2001. Uh, People seem to be enjoying it, so if you haven't checked it out, you you can maybe watch the movie again if you want. You really need to. We go through the whole movie. (laughs) The podcast is like an hour 50. That's my favorite comment we've been getting. Hey, I just noticed that the podcast is longer than the movie. Yeah. Yeah, we went deep. Did you see our podcast on Space Jam? Same thing. Exactly. Exactly. So go check that out. Fast Friends. uh, And yeah, it's in the same feed, of course. It's in the same YouTube feed as well. So go check that out if you are a fan of the Fast and Furious franchise. We're having a lot of fun doing these. Second one dropping, I guess, next week. At some yeah. point, is that right, JD? Yeah, that's correct. Later in the week, so mm-hmm. we'll be doing trying to do one a week. That's the plan here through the summer. Fast friends. Okay, we got some free agency talk. Another little roundup for everybody, but we are talking Olympics here on the weekend. Lee, we'll get to you in a second. What? But we start with Trey. Yeah, sorry. Maybe we're burying <laughs> the lead with Patty Mills. Maybe we are. But Team USA wins gold versus France in the Tokyo Olympics. Their fourth consecutive gold medal. TK coming into this thing. 
the worry scale kept creeping higher and higher. Oh, you were a six at one point. Then you were a nine. Then you went to a 10. And never, you never. A, oh, a 9.9 after 9. the first <laughs> loss to France. Right. Skeets. They said it couldn't be done, but the USA takes home another gold medal. Probably the hardest fought gold since NBA players joined the program in 1992. I know it was the closest gold medal game mm-hmm. for the U.S. And to me, it was very reminiscent of the gold medal game against Spain in 2008. Team USA against a driven veteran rival who's trying to take down the Americans on the biggest stage. In that gold medal game, 2008, the USA had Kobe Bryant to take over down the stretch when things got a little dicey. This time, Team USA had their greatest Olympic basketball player, Kevin Durant. Another incredible game. Bit of a mirror image to Kobe in 08. Kobe took over late. KD took over early in this thing. 21 points by halftime. And it really felt like a breaking case of emergency game for KD. Anytime the U.S. would go two or three possessions without scoring, just give it to Kevin. Somebody, he's going to somehow get a mid-range jumper. He was awesome. Finished with 29 points making it 30, 30, and 29 in three straight gold medal games. He came out looking to run this game, and he did it on both ends. Aside from the scoring, more great defense uh, from Durant. He was getting his hands on the ball all night long. He was defending post-ups from Rudy Gobert. It was just best player in the world kind of stuff all night. And Not only is that the story of the gold medal game, that to me is the story for this version of Team USA. Obviously, I was worried about it. They had no identity. They had no pecking order, really, heading into the Olympics. It played out in the France game, a loss. And I said back then, this needs to be Kevin Durant's team. Joe Varden at The Athletic reported that Team USA had a players-only meeting, mm-hmm. basically saying, hey, if you're a scorer, shoot the ball. Don't feel bad about shooting. We need to have a little bit of a pecking order here. And starting probably in the Czech Republic game, is when the team really figured things out. KD kept being KD and everybody else found their role. That became Drew Holiday's on-ball defense, his passing and his strength. Him joining the team after the finals was a game-changer for Team USA. Jason Tatum basically became KD off the bench, their leading scorer uh, with the second unit. Devin Booker, Zach Levine, these guys became wing stoppers. They made it tough out on the perimeter. 18 turnovers for France last night. Bam and Draymond smashing people with screens, moving the ball. And they figured out the third quarter blitz, which was Team USA's signature uh, throughout this tournament. They look like Team USA again. The best and deepest collection of talent in the world. And mad pops to props. Wait, other way around. (laughs) Mad props to pop. Greg Poppy, he found the right roles for everybody once the finals players show up. I was nervous about this team, but that's why I love this version of Team USA. They figured out who they were and what it took to win on the fly. It was a team that went from a collection of players... To a team by yeah. the end of the things. Great win for Team USA. Yeah, Tass, what did you think of last night's game? You know, France put up a fight. They didn't do themselves any favor. Um, you know, Trey's right. The 18 turnovers, that that hurt. Gobert at the line really hurt. 6 of 13. He missed some big ones there late. Um, you know, Fournier had a bad game. But what did you think of the, the gold medal performance here from Team USA? Well, this was just a, a really, really entertaining gold medal game. It felt worthy of a gold medal game. It just wasn't... The, the 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 outcome was never a sure thing from the get-go all the way till the absolute end. It, it became a really close game. So it just felt right. And, and it shows that uh, I, I, the rest of the world obviously is caught up to some degree to the U.S., um, but they just can't walk out there and, and roll the ball out and figure it out from, from game one. Even the best have to work at it, and they did uh, throughout this tournament and, and figured it out. Uh, but, you know, going forward – 
the U.S. obviously knows that they just can't come into any tournament and just roll over the competition. It's like mm-hmm. every single game will be close. And France put up a great fight. Yeah, they found their pecking order throughout these uh, the preliminary games and then into the, the single elimination games the Americans did. And uh, I would be happy to see Kevin Durant be a flag bearer at the closing ceremony, his third gold. Uh, he will likely be... Uh, in 2024 in Paddy, uh, when uh, France will be playing at home, going for his fourth yeah. gold. He'll only be 35, as Lee pointed out the other day. It's only three years away, so he'll be an old 35 going on to 36 that year. So, you know, I doubt he'll be around for 39 for his fifth, but who the heck knows? Kevin Durant just frickin' signed till 2026. So, <laughs> I mean, that It is crazy. Guy who broke his foot and then missed an entire season with an Achilles injury, literally signed till his 19th year in the league, although he missed one, so it's only 18 seasons. But that's pretty crazy. He'll be playing until 2026 easily. I signed that extension out of nowhere with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, mm-hmm. So he'll be back for number four when he's 35 years old. Uh, and, yeah, he had an incredible first half. He kind of slowed down in the second half. He only had 21, or he had 21 in the first half, only had eight in the second half, and, and he gave props after the game to Damian Lillard in the fourth quarter, who was the the guy that kind of took over for them when, mm-hmm. you know, when plays were just, you know, dead plays, uh, yeah. scramble, give it to Dame, who hasn't been the Dame that we know throughout this tournament. He's had to struggle to find his way, even though as a starting point guard, because he's given up to Kevin. It's different for him. And uh, he did in the fourth quarter. But Kevin Durant uh, obviously should get a ton of the love. And uh, you got to respect Kevin. You, you know... I tweeted about this this morning. You know that Kevin Durant has been there, done that, when he made sure that that flag that he wrapped around him first wasn't upside down. Mm-hmm. He, he, he'd had to do it a couple times. Okay, figure it out. It's, it's, going, it's going the right way up. But he also had it so when the camera was looking at it, the stars and stripes were on the right. A lot of the guys were doing that. It was, just, it was backwards that way. Then he figured it out, wrapped himself around it, worthy of photos. Yeah, 30, 30, 29 in gold medal games. And now... Uh, number four, for sure, in, in 2024. Uh, he's, he's putting his stamp on uh, on the basketball world, no doubt. And Kirk Goldsberry wrote this morning, Lee, like, no one would have faulted Durant if he had skipped this year's Olympics. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, he's only a couple years removed from the Achilles injury. He just came off a playoff disappointment, you know, a tough uh, seven-game series loss to, to the eventual champs in the Bucks. He's participated in a million... Luna's fired up here. He's participated in, a, of course, a ton of summer games. He had nothing left to prove, really, on the international stage. And here he is playing again and then coming through. And I said it the other day, I don't think they win... I don't even know if they medal, but I don't think they win a gold medal if Durant's not on the team. And he comes through here. I got to go see what the hell uh, Luna's barking at. <laughs> you take it from there. <laughs> Luna, Luna doesn't agree with you. I guess that's what she's saying there. Uh, yeah. no, Maybe the right. French Kevin drain Durant. is not draining right now. The French didn't come through in the gold medal game. Maybe the drain's not going coming through right <laughs> now. Come on, Tassie. Come yeah. on. This was an unbelievable <laughs> job they put in these French drains. <laughs> No, I mean LeBron has played in the in the Olympics before, and so I was fine with him missing it because he's he's done his time, and Kevin Durant's done his time. And again, that injury you would think after getting back and and you know making the playoffs, maybe he wanted to just rest up and get ready for next season. But instead, he put on that red, white, and blue jersey, and then led from the front as well. There was no excuses, even when they lost those couple of exhibition games and against France. No one on the USA really was making excuses. They knew they were in for a battle. And Popovich said, I think even after the uh, Nigeria loss in the exhibition, he's like, maybe this is a good thing for us, you know. 
because it shows us we have to be on our game from the start. Everyone else is ready for us, and and they were. Once they lost to France, and they didn't, you know, they didn't really get too troubled by anybody after that. And uh, you know, I think Popovich sort of realized, yeah, there's no need to sort of play by committee here. Let Kevin Durant cook. And let Damon Lillard cook and let whoever else, you know, Tatum or Zach Levine, whoever it is, got the ball. Let those guys shoot and score. And they did. So this was a good game. France were close enough, but they also weren't really going to sort of overthrow the USA, I didn't think. I mean, Frank Nilekita hit that big three, made it a three-point game with about five minutes to go. Then Lillard just came down for an easy one. And then I think Nilekita turned it over and Drew Holiday got an, uh, a breakaway dunk. And oh, that it was, was a kind brutal of that... turnover from Nilekita, yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. And that just sort of felt that's what it was. It was like the French have to be perfect from here. And then and then you mentioned Rudy Gobert misses a couple of free throws there. And I think Luawu Kabaru missed the layup as well. So the the it's the France uh, exhibi- uh, uh, execution in that last five to six minutes wasn't perfect and it had to be. Mm-hmm. And when you got Kevin Durant out there, you know, that's that's uh, very, very tough to overcome. So good effort by France, uh, but really more impressive by the USA, considering there was doubters, there was haters, there was people thinking that, you know, they're not going to even uh, get to this point. But in the end, they do what they've done pretty much every other Olympics, except for losing that one game at the start of the tournament. If you were to give out a gold, silver and bronze to Team USA, Trey, obviously Durant gets the gold. But who would you be putting, like, the silver and the bronze uh, around the neck of? Like, who is uh, the second and third best players on this team, you think? Drew Holiday, no doubt, is the silver medal. I think he's a, a blowout silver medal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. But to me, he was clearly the second best mm-hmm. player. And the, the team really took a turn for the better once Drew Holiday and Devin Booker and Chris Middleton obviously showed up. But mm-hmm. Holiday was the difference to me. The, the tone he set being an on-ball defender, I think kind of filtered down to the rest of the USA. It's like, if this guy's out there working that hard to just get deflections, we can get deflections. And you saw that play out last night, 18 turnovers uh, for the French team. And that's how Team USA really overwhelms is by bringing in wave after wave of guys who can just be athletically superior to the rest of the teams. And when, uh, when they're able to do that, when Drew Holiday was out there setting the tone, I thought for sure he was their second best player. Third best player? I don't know. It's kind of by committee. You know, maybe it was Jason Tatum, I suppose, uh, last night. He was kind of the Durant off the bench for uh, Team USA, their go-to scorer when things would break down, you know, their ISO guy uh, when they needed to get a basket. But uh, maybe Devin Booker as well could be uh, the bronze medalist. I thought he was similar to Drew Holiday in that uh, the offense he would give you was almost a bonus to the defensive intensity he was bringing, which is something you don't expect necessarily uh, from Devin Booker. So, For sure, the number one and two guys are KD and Drew Holiday. After that, there's been a bunch of different bronze medalists. Like Tass said, Damian Lillard was awesome in the fourth quarter last night, aside from a couple of misses at the line, but he hadn't had a very distinguished tournament, apparently had an ab injury through this Mm -hmm. thing. But in the fourth quarter, it was Dame time for Team USA. Yeah, I think Draymond Green, too, uh, definitely, you know, just the defensive intensity he brings. And there was a stretch there earlier on where he wasn't even missing shots. I know he doesn't take a ton, but he was never, like, even missing one. Uh, he had the great play in this game, Tass. I'm sure you saw it, where he's the one of the rare American guys that knows the rules of international basketball. It's like, oh, that thing's on the rim? Yeah, you can go up and take it off. That was amazing. Uh, and so I thought he played pretty well. You know, he just does Draymond things that he did, he does in the NBA uh, career he just brings him to the international stage and he's got some experience there and it shows yeah a lot of people in the stream team pointing out yeah you can take it off the rim uh, but it is weird to see it on a free throw and that's where Draymond Green did it less than three minutes left in this game 
and you could clearly see it because all the French players were back ready to play defense. So the only people by the rim were Draymond. I think it was Kevin Durant on the other side waiting for the board. And it was just Draymond and a rim. It's like he's in practice, sees a ball go up there and just flicks it off. It is weird. Yeah. I, and people in the stream team here saying maybe it shouldn't be allowed on free throws only because it is kind of weird. The ball's like rolling in. But anyways, it is. A, yeah. it's, Go ahead and swish it then if you don't want it to uh, yeah. be knocked off. Uh, I love that. I think it's great. We would I never love, see a free throw wedgie ever. <laughs> uh, because we would what? never get a bounce, bounce. No, you never get a bounce. A, a guy, a guy wouldn't come down. Yeah, no one usually are the only free throw wedges that I know of, where I'm from. You get bounce, bounce, stick, and you never really get a full stick. But anyways, <laughs> um, it, it bounce, is. Bounce, stick. Uh, but yeah, Drew Holiday's a freaking god on the defensive end. It, it is. It was weird to see him. You know, he wins a championship. He shows up with Devin Booker and, and Chris Middleton. They get off the flight. Or are these guys going to be able to contribute? First play of this game, it's a 24-second violation for the American team because the Americans were ready. They they took their times, as for we the said. French team, yeah. Uh, yeah, excuse me. They, they took their time uh, to get into the game in the quarterfinals and the semifinals, but they were ready in this first quarter. They were, they were ready to, to finish the job, and Drew Holiday, huge part of that. In a 40-minute game, feels like he can go extremely hard on the defensive end every possession. I think the finals even helped him. Uh, offensively, just to be a little bit more consistent. He's the starting point guard on this American team. And, and I think going forward and in 2024, there won't be that tight window of finals and the Olympics. There will be some space there. So you'll have more of a camp. I, th- I think that's what hurt the Americans in this mm-hmm. tournament is that they didn't have a camp and they don't have, obviously lack the camaraderie that other teams do. So Drew Holiday was, uh, yeah, clearly a blowout Silver medalist, as Trey said. I don't <laughs> know. Right. But, but the good thing is that you don't know who is the, the bronze medalist or whatever because everybody um, just just took their role seriously as a supporting player to Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of USA Basketball. We sit here every single day and we talk about number ones and number twos and number threes on teams. And when Devin Booker goes back and Zach Levine goes back and Chris Middleton goes back, they know their role on their team. Uh, but here... It's a totally different role, and they're just playing basketball. And mm-hmm. uh, they're awesome at being the, the supporting guys. So, yeah, probably blow up for Drew Holiday at two. Blow, blow up for Kevin Durant in the gold medal spot. But I think the rest of the guys, including Bam Adebayo, who had a really good tournament, can squeeze in on that third side of the podium there and all accept the bronze medal uh, as, uh, as the supporting cast players. Few notes too are pretty cool with Drew Holiday. He's got an Olympic gold, of course, now, just like his wife Lauren, who is, uh, huh. has two of them for the U.S. Uh, women's national soccer team. That's pretty cool. And then Catch JaVale, up, Drew, and then uh, Javale McGee now has an Olympic gold, just like his mom Pamela, who mm. won a U.S. Uh, um, uh, women's basketball gold at the '84 LA Games, and I think they're the first. They're the first in U.S. Yeah. Olympic history, like the mom. Um, uh, son combo to win one and I think it happened maybe once before like for a Russian mother-son combo like back in uh, one of them won in fencing and then one of them won in water polo or something Did like they? that. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You're right, Tass. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, that's, that's pretty cool. And then this is Jerry Colangelo's uh, final run with Team USA and building the squad. I forgot Grant Hill's taking over. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. So he'll have that role now of trying to like... Uh, get the commitments and build this team and the roster and stuff like that. And then it sounds like pop is not going to be doing this again. Uh, he's got his goal. That's great. Everybody's happy to see that. And uh, we'll see who takes over 
for the as, as the coach for this team. So there'll be some changes there in in 2024. Mm. Let's get. Oh, hold on. A couple, of, a couple of great moments also uh, from this gold medal game. Kevin Durant going up for a huge dunk on Rudy Gobert with Vince Carter on the call. Mm. And what did he <laughs> say? He's like, man, when you see an American guard go up for a dunk on a French defender. But then he didn't go all the way yeah. saying, where are you, Frederick? <laughs> Hope you're having a wise life, baby. I thought that was great. And also, <laughs> as the buzzer expires... Zach Levine casually between the legs throwing it down as soon as the gold medal oh, yeah. is locked down. You could say the Bulls are back on the gold medal stand. Mm-hmm. Feels good to say it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's putting yeah. on a little show. I loved, I loved Vitz. What about Devin Booker being a headband guy in the Olympics? Because he's not a headband guy uh-uh. traditionally, yeah. is he? Yeah, yeah it was I, weird. I, I, was, uh, I was talking to my buddy Grish about that last night. I actually... I hope he just goes back to the Booker look, like the more of the flat yeah. top sort of vibe. It's uh, I'm not the biggest headband Booker fan. It just doesn't look doesn't look cool on him for some reason to me. Because he's such a he cool looking only, guy with his normal haircut. But he was the only dude wearing it too. I think on the uh, on the Team USA. So yeah. bit, bit of an unusual move for a guy to pop that out yeah. during the uh, Olympics. You know. Anyway. I thought it was interesting too that Drew Holiday is usually a headband guy. And he didn't wear a headband wow. in the Olympics. So I was thinking, wait, so are you, are you just not allowed to wear a headband? Wait, no, Carmelo Anthony used to wear yeah. one. Um, and then obviously Devin Booker was. So maybe on the flight over, they're like, what do you think? Switch things up here? Yeah, maybe. I'll wear the headband. You don't wear a headband. We'll change our games. It'll be fun. <laughs> it worked for them. Uh, what were you going to say about Vince Sartas? Well, yeah, Vince uh, on the broadcast was really good i thought he brought even the pronunciations out he he Mm. said nicholas batum but he corrected himself nicola batum is is how the french would say it so he kept correcting himself i like that he he was he was on the ball and uh, trey mentioned you know the dunk on frederick vice the play-by-play man has to it's it's an obligation of the play-by-play man to mention that dunk every single game especially in the gold medal game so you know mm-hmm. bob fitzgerald mentioned that of course you have to especially with vince sitting beside you there uh, so that was that was well done by those two and i just wanted to mention jason tatum post game he had an interview and he said i was watching these guys win the gold in 2012 when i was in high school uh, i was it's crazy to think that it's mm-hmm. crazy crazy just to think and he gave a shout out to deuce his i think his two-year-old son he's he said he's watching right now it's the middle of the night in America. It's Deuce, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Deuce, Deuce chilling. Uh, but it, I it, that. Uh, but it is nuts that you know a lot of these. Yeah, guys have just stuck around. As I mentioned, Kevin Durant's going to be in the league for 19 years. He was winning uh, in 2012. Uh, and yeah, it reminded me of the Canadian national team. Let's give a little shout out to the soccer team. Julia Grosso with that penalty to finish it. Mm. She's 20 years old. She said she was watching Christine Sinclair uh, do her thing in previous uh, iterations of that team. So Canada winning goal. That was awesome to watch. Well, let's get to the bronze medal game, which was weird that it happened after the gold medal game. It must have just been reasons for like streaming the game in America at a decent time, right? Like this, that's what I guess. But anyway, Patty Mills goes off for 42 points as Australia beats Slovenia to win bronze. First Olympic medal in uh, Boomer's basketball men's history there, Lili. Uh, you changed your tune pretty quick. <laughs> I know you were fired up, and rightfully so, yeah. but you were uh, really not feeling this game, even the bronze medal chance after you lost to... Uh, 
Team USA there. In yeah, the uh, yeah. Look, in the aftermath of that game, it was it was disappointing. You know, you're not. It's hard to sort of say to yourself, "Oh, I'm so pumped we get to play for bronze." You know, we wanted the bigger prize, but once we got to the game and it was like, okay, there's still something to get out of this, and it was a huge game for Australia going up against Doncic. Yeah, the emotions come back out, you know, and you're like, all right, this is what we need. We need to make sure that we don't come away with what would have been a fifth, fourth fourth place finish if we hadn't have won that bronze medal. And Paddy came out there and and just what an incredible performance to put up 42 in a game like that that meant so much to uh, Australian basketball, uh, men's Australian basketball. And uh, he was incredible. And But it was never, you know, the, the Slovenians were close enough. Doncic hit a couple of those threes. And I thought our offense in that last quarter really did stagnate a little. I think Slovenia went seven for seven too at one point there. And we almost were relying on Patty a little too much. The ball wasn't mm-hmm. moving around. But fortunately... We got out of jail there, uh, got the victory, and uh, honestly, it's it's just such a huge moment for the grandfathers of Australian basketball, the Gazies, the Shane Heels, the Luke Longleys, because, you know, we used to be the team, the country that was like, we're just happy to be there, and, and you know, anything we can get out of this tournament is great. And now we have real hopes of getting a medal. And to get one here, obviously not the biggest one we wanted and hoped for, but it still represents uh, a, a real progress from uh, from our basketball uh, culture in Australia. So I'm just really happy they did it for those guys. You know, they, they play so hard. They put their uh, heart on their sleeve, those guys. And um, to see them actually pull it out and get it, it's just a, a very emotional and exciting moment for, uh, for me and for Australian basketball. Because like I say, when we were growing up, we were always like, we can't compete with these big, big nations. Uh, big nations. Slovenia's got 2.1 million people, and they're incredible yeah. uh, to be at this <laughs> stage. But, um, you know, we've been close before and not been able to do it. And uh, and, and I'm just so happy for Paddy. He's honestly one of the most popular and loved uh, Australians that has ever represented us in our sport. He was the flag bearer, of course, yep. opening these games. Uh, with uh, he, he shared that, of course, with Kate Campbell. I'm not sure what they do for the closing ceremony. Maybe they just give it to him again because, uh, you know, this sort of represents potentially his last Olympics too. I think he's 32 now. Maybe he does hang around for a few more years. But it's almost like for him and Joe Ingalls and a couple of those older guys, maybe this is the sort of crowning moment and uh, and they don't come back for another one. But uh, it's huge. It's huge. It really was. And watching that game, I was like, oh, my God, don't, don't, don't have a lead the entire game and then get beaten by like a point or two at the end because mm-hmm. uh that's what happened in um in 2016 in uh in rio we were leading and then a couple of dodgy foul calls at the end against spain and we lost that one and again that felt like a great chance for us but no more no more we have the medal and uh it's just a very very happy moment for australian uh, basketball fans what do you think about this from dale and the stream team bronze medalists are generally more happy than silver medalists <laughs> Oh well, there I might mean, be some small truth to that. Uh, it's the it's the it's the winning of the bronze versus not winning yeah, the gold, isn't it? Right, I mean, right. but uh, I, I, look, honestly, Australia would have rather have been in the gold medal game. There's no doubt about it yeah. because you're a chance to win it. And so if you come up short, that's like okay, fine. But uh, I think that was the thing the other day. Like we were up by 15 points against the United States and lose by 19. That, that, that was kind of what was so deflating about it. It yeah. was like, oh, my God, we were playing so well, such great basketball, one terrible quarter, and it was just like, oh, man. I thought we were kind of – I didn't – you know, we got blown out in the end, blown out after yeah. leading by 15 in a 40-minute game. So for for the Australian players to sort of then get themselves back up and ready for this game to sort of go out there and fight, you know, that's what we're all feeling, all of yeah. us. So, uh, well, I would even say know. last night's like gold medal game, you know, watching the first quarter – 
I was like, France felt like they outplayed Team USA in the first quarter, and they were trailing. And I was like, well, that's, that's not good. That's not a good sign. I think they were down four at the end of the first quarter. And I was like, I feel like France outplayed them there. Like, they had a better quarter overall, and they're still trailing. And it's like, oh, God, it's got to be... It's got to be disheartening for sure. But congrats on the medal there, Lily. That is big. And uh, it's, it's awesome. And everybody loves Patty Mills. That's the other part. Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't know how you can hate the guy. Um, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Nets fans suddenly in Australia cheering, uh, Kevin, Kevin, cheering on Patty. <laughs> Kevin Durant and he shared a nice moment after the medal ceremony. Uh, it was on KD's Instagram. And Patty says, Gee, you're tall. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Factoids. So, uh, so it's great, you know. Uh, and can I, you know, you guys like for the Canadian basketball team as well. Like, you know how much it would mean to just get to that oh, moment. God. You know, like, yeah, I just want to even... get there. I want to get exactly. to the Olympics. Exactly. Let alone that, uh, medal. Exactly, and that's that's where Australia was for for a while. Though we we you know we tend to usually make it, but uh, but we just haven't been close. Yeah, enough. Yeah, that's and because you only have to beat New Zealand to get into the Olympics. Yeah, but look, that's true. <laughs> I'm just but kidding, no, but no, but I mean it's true for the qualifying. But yeah. uh, once you get there, then you show your your medal and your worth. And mm-hmm. as I say, four times prior we finished fourth, so I think we've shown that we can compete. Um, but it was just securing a medal was what the goal was and so we've done that by winning the game and um, and that's just great and so mm-hmm. Andrew Gaze was very emotional and Skeetsy they were playing John Farm I know after the game you're the voice John Farm incredible <laughs> they didn't play break the ice maybe they would have done that if they won the gold medal <laughs> yeah maybe the greatest so, song maybe ever so. yeah. Uh, but yeah it's a pretty good second John Farnham song no doubt yeah, yeah. amazing moment uh, and uh yeah, the Australians are fired up here in the chat, I'll tell you. Everybody's happy about this bronze medal, and for Patty, of course. And and people are saying the new temper boy goes from me to Luca. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> <laughs> some truth boy. to it. He is a temper yeah. boy, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did, he, he did end up getting a tech in this game. I think they had one originally, and they changed it to Propelich, and then Luca got one anyway. Mm. Uh, and, and I think he got five technical fouls in the tournament. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Luca, uh, a bit angry out there, but uh, yeah, he's got to cut that. He's got to cut that out a little bit. You can probably get yeah. away with that in the NBA a little bit more, but it's like mm-hmm. first possession, hands out, Euro, Euro hands. I'm, I'm speaking, <laughs> I'm speaking with my hands, yelling at the referees. It's not a good, not a good look. No, um, no, no, no. But uh, I, I like this comment from Aaron Withers. Just to, to wrap up a little Australia talk, August seventh, St. Paddy's Day in Australia now. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like What time was that game on in Australia, Lee? Uh, it would have been on. It was 7 o'clock in the morning here, so it was 9 p.m. Oh, yeah, on, there you uh, go. Saturday night, yeah. Oh, so oh, they did yeah. the right thing there, uh, flipping yeah. those games maybe. Uh, made a little more sense for they the fan basis. Yeah, that's yeah. smart. That's smart. All right, Patty, congrats. Yeah, Patty, to yeah congrats, Patty. I'm just looking forward to Patty on the bench of the Nets. It is nuts. Him and Kevin Durant, when you think about that, Patty's going to be 33 soon. He's uh, He's a Leo. He'll be uh, turning 33 in a few days. Cool. Uh, yeah, cool. <laughs> What's his birthday, man? You want to celebrate with him? We're a couple of Leos. Yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're rocking up four days from now, August 11th. Hey, your birthday's in like a week. Oh, he's in August 11th as well. Nice. Oh, he's my buddy that's, Grish's That's Laura's, day. eh? Yeah. Is that Laura's? Laura, my and buddy Laura. Grish, and yeah. Patty Mills. Yeah. Buddy, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going Who else gold? is on the Mount Rushmore? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who's going the gold, silver, bronze out of those three? Good question. At first, you'd say, my buddy Grish, right off the get-go, and then you'd play it out, and my buddy Grish would end third, obviously. Uh, but, yeah, Patty, they got the big three in Brooklyn. Call it a big 
four. They're calling the Lakers a big four with Carmelo Anthony. The Nets have a big four with Joe Harris and Blake. And then they got what? they got yeah. what the hell are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah. Bruce Who's Brown. I saw the Wizards have a big three too going around. Well, Dinwiddie, no. Beal, and Kuzma. <laughs> Come on, get the fuck out of here. Okay, well here that's a little nice. No, people are calling. Uh, they're calling the Lakers a big four with Melo. Jeez. All right. well, I know it's stupid. Uh, but anyways, the Nets are stacked. <laughs> they are stacked. Yeah, They've got Patty Mills coming off sure. the bench. Uh, he's a freaking champ. And so, uh, you know, he, he won that title with the Spurs. Now he's coming up. I just, I just look at that Nets team, and they're trying to shop DeAndre Jordan, too. That yeah. You know they're serious if they're shopping mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Okay, well, actually, let's take a break, and then we got a bunch of Raptor news, and we'll do a little free agency roundup, some of the deals that have been trickling in over the last, uh, what up, 48 hours or so. So let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. Hey Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh sure, next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. All right, back with No Dogs. By the way, it was another dog walking down the street mm. that uh, got Luna all fired up there. Dog we haven't seen down here at the end of this uh-huh. dead end street. Yeah, she's like, what's going on? Who's this dog? What are you doing here? Anyway, um, let's get to some raptor news. We got a lot of raptor news in the last couple of days here. Tess, I'm just going to throw them all at you. You can touch on all of them or none of them if you want. But Masai Ujiri, he stays Got a new deal. He's the vice chairman slash president of the Raptors now. Incredible little video package the Raptors put together to uh, sort of announce him uh, returning and staying with the team. Raptors also plan on retiring Kyle Lowry's number seven jersey when his career ends. That uh, was coming by way of the athletic. And then Ken Birch, everybody's favorite tree, signed with the Raptors three years Twenty million dollars. That's a lot of Raptors news there for you, Tass. Which one uh, had you most excited? Well, the Ken Birch news, obviously. Yeah, uh, that's a solid signing. Oh, that's a good real, old Canadian boy. That's a real, yeah, yeah, a real Canadian on the team. Uh, good signing, uh, Masai Ujiri. You get your own video package. That's how incredible a job he's done. A real tearjerker of a video package yeah. for an executive. I know. And uh, moving on up in the. Uh, in the hierarchy of the Raptors and Maple Leaf sports. So good for him and uh, incredible news for Raptors fans. And Kyle Lowry, obviously a no-brainer. The greatest Raptor of all time will have his jersey retired. E- everybody in the world would agree with that. Mm-hmm. It is interesting, though. DeMar DeRozan has not been declared a guy who's going to get his jersey retired. Obviously, Kyle won a championship. But DeMar seemingly would go hand-in-hand with Kyle. So I hope, I hope the Raptors would give... 
or at least or at least acknowledge DeMar in some way. Just give him a call and say, hey, we got you too. We didn't announce it, but we got you to something. Because I, I, I do think there's, there's no doubt, there's no way you retire Kyle Lowry's jersey and don't retire DeMar's, right? Mm, no way. I mean, I think it's possible, but I think they'll also eventually retire DeMar DeRozan. I, I'm not the biggest fan of even saying a guy that's still in the league. No, I don't hey, think man, they we're should going either. To uh, retire your numbers, like yeah, it no, it's a no-brainer, but it's like sort of weird. People usually though, or not usually, are saying, "Whoa, what about Vince? What about Vince? What about Vince?" That's all I kept seeing with this Lowry news, TK. Um, like of the news that they're going to retire his number seven. It's like, "Whoa, what about Vince Carter?" Which is, what about Vince? What do you think? Well, I do think that, that this is an interesting part about it. Larry Tannenbaum said that Lowry is going to be the first one who has his jersey yes. retired as well. And like you're saying, Skeets, Lowry is an active player. We know Vince just retired after the last season. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand if you're a longtime Raptors fan saying, how come we're not honoring the guy who put us on the map, who was there first in Vince Carter? But, Skeets, you say it all the time. Kyle Lowry is the greatest Raptor of all time. The, the time difference between Vince Carter retiring and Kyle Lowry retiring is honestly not going to be that different, right? Like, mm-hmm. you can retire Kyle Lowry's jersey in probably four or five seasons, uh, and then you can do Vince Carter's pretty much right away afterwards. But um, bringing the first title to Toronto, I do think it should be Lowry as the first guy getting his jersey retired, and it's pretty cool that they're doing it that way. Lately, got Messiah returning. You got this Lowry news that they're going to retire his jersey at Ken Birch coming back. Uh, to the squad signing that deal. Want to touch on any of that? Well, just that Masai, I think, is a huge uh, coup, really, for the Raptors there, because I didn't think he was going to leave, but this was dragging on a little bit longer than we thought. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I was starting to wonder, maybe he is going to go somewhere else. But in the end, he gets a pretty nice deal, gets a little bit more power. And, uh, I mean, I think the Raptors fan base would be devastated if he did leave and go and join another team, because, look, some of these moves that that he made, Luck was involved, no doubt. He basically traded Kyle Lowry, and that didn't end up happening. So for uh, Masai Ujiri, it's sort of like everything's like, well, he, every movie makes is great. But that's not. We know that's not the case. But the fact that he won the championship and the fact that he did make that move for Kawhi Leonard means you want him to be the one calling the shots for the team for the next uh, however long his contract is, at least four or five years. So I think that's great because uh, yeah, it wouldn't have been a, it wouldn't have been a happy day in Toronto if Masai Ujiri just said, "I'm out and I'm going to sign mm-hmm. with the Washington Wizards." Uh, as was... Oh, I heard they got a big three there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't think he was going to Washington, even though apparently his wife's from that area. But uh, you just wondered if he was like, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere else and uh, and, yeah. and try again. But uh, That was, always the, that was always the concern that he's like, well, I've done it here in Toronto. Let's see if I can go do this again somewhere else. Yeah. And um, you know there would have been plenty of offers and big money out there for him as well, but uh, he preferred to obviously stay there. And I, I don't think they, did, I don't think they retired to Rosen's jersey. To be honest, I think great, nice player, very nice guy, loved. But is that retirement worthy? I mean, you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, I think uh, Vince, if anyone, after uh, Kyle. Yeah, I think what happens is because the Raptors don't have any single uh, number retired. That once you do the first one. Uh, my gut says then it gets a little easier to then honor someone else and then someone like DeRozan, let's say third or something like that. I think he will, ultimately. Uh, I think those will be the three that get retired. Then it's like you get into like the Bosch territory, and I'm like, ah, I, I don't think so. I think that's where you start drawing the line. But I, th- I, th- I think DeRozan eventually will, Lee. Um, but maybe not. Maybe not. It doesn't have the maybe, ring. That's, yeah. a, that's a big part. But you know, there's lots yeah. of teams that honor guys that were there for a long time that 
never won a championship so it's yeah they get to make their decision now are they gonna be the we're honoring franchise legends regardless of if they put a title in the rafters i mean maybe so uh the bulls are a team that don't have a ton of jerseys retired they have only had two since the since the you know the dynasty era they didn't retire a whole bunch of jerseys maybe the raptors go the same way or maybe they do it the other way and we're talking about retiring like a jose calderon's jersey right years and years from now a guy that was there for a long long time as well there have been a lot of great raptors like that right who should probably be honored in some way even if they didn't necessarily reach the pinnacle of the nba oh yeah and you can go deep like isaiah thomas first executive for the raptors came on our show we asked him should they retire vince he said well first they gotta retire damon stoudemire Tracy McGrady, Marcus no. Camby, no. Doug no. Christie. He said those four names. Yeah. Those four yeah. names because he was a, a part of uh, bringing them to Toronto. And, yeah. hey, he drafted well. Damon, Marcus, back-to-back, home runs right there. Those, those, were, those were real nice, even though the Raps should have got Iverson. Dumb expansion rules. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, I, Vince is more for – yeah, put, putting Toronto on a map, potentially saving the franchise, while DeMar is, is more just a, a franchise sweetheart. Uh, and unlike Vince, uh, and unlike Kawhi, who people even talk about retiring, which I think is a little nutty, uh, he didn't want to leave. DeMar didn't want to leave. So he could have been a lifer for the Raps. All-star appearance after all-star appearance, he only has four. But, hey, that's, that's enough in terms of Raptor land. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the debate. Well, it's going to be really weird when uh, DeRozan helps bring the, the Bulls a title, and then it'll be like Chicago might may beat Toronto to the punch and retire his, his jersey yeah. number. Right, Trey? That, I guess it's in play. It's certainly in play. Uh, I know 10 is already retired, so I'm not sure exactly what DeRozan's going to be wearing. My oh, guess yeah. is not 91. Uh, <laughs> maybe if he runs out there in 73, we'll be seeing it hanging. Uh, Bulls win 73 games. DeRozan in the 73, put it in the rafters, dog. Well, this also means, I guess, if Drogic is sticking around in Toronto, he won't be wearing seven. Right? It's a great so point. What number he going to wear? Oh, man. Yeah. 17, maybe? Ramifications. And, and, is right. it going to be weird to see Andrea Bargnani's number hanging from the rafters? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> in a way, yes. Right? Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they retire number three then, because that was Kyle's first number. Right? <laughs> That's right. Retire okay, seven, yeah. put a little three in the corner. It is, <laughs> yeah. it is interesting. Like, the Heat uh, are honoring Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh's jersey is going to be hanging in miami right it, it's, yeah. it already is yeah oh they've they've already done it yeah that was quick yeah. that's right yeah, yeah it was this. miami moves quick with that stuff <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, they yeah. Do. it's like a it's like a writer just trying to get out a story like five minutes after the event like as fast as possible it's like teams are going out there and saying we're retiring this jersey i think that's what the heat jumped on that one so it's how do you how do you even think about retiring as a raptor organization to me i'm i'm a traditionalist i want one jersey retirement, one man. Like, I don't want multiple jersey retirements for for guys. I know, you know, there's a few out there, obviously. You know, the Maravich, you know, that kind of thing. There's a few. Well, you hold on. You don't want, sorry, you don't want like LeBron's jersey to be up for Miami, and also if the Lakers were, yeah, doing, he's that a special one. Well, and Caslin, he's going to get Kaslan, three. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get three. He's a special one. It should be reserved for special, special guys. Okay, okay, like fair enough. So, ah, Raptors shouldn't retire Bosch. I-M-O. Yeah. The Heat put up other players' jerseys up in there. Yeah, that's a weird one. <laughs> in their arena. And We're I think gonna... they do something for uh, gold medal winners, too. I think they have something that they hang. So, Bam will get something up there now. Congrats to him. 
Uh, Interesting. I know, I and I think uh, I think they retired uh, Dan Marino's jersey yeah. as well. The Miami <laughs> Heat did. So, you know, the 13 is hanging up there regardless. Uh, yeah. Teal, a nice... <laughs> Dan Marino. Okay, cool. I mean, the Pistons retire Kid Rock's number, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, who did Toronto have in the rafters for a while? Was it Bon Jovi? Right, like sellouts. It was something like that. Uh, it was Taylor Swift, wasn't it? Los um, Angeles. I could have Taylor swore. Swift. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> the raps had somebody. I don't bon, know if it was Bon Jovi. Or... Bon Jovi. It was something like it was an artist like that, where it was like, oh, eight straight sellouts bon at the ACC. Uh, oh God, it old man. Okay, uh, let's get to some free agency uh, news here again from the last couple of days. I'm going to clump three together with the Clippers. Um, Reggie Jackson signed a two-year $22 million deal uh, to stay with LA there and the Clippers. Justice Winslow has agreed to a two-year deal with the Clippers, so they get him. And then Kawhi Leonard, by all reports, he's re-signing with the Clippers after opting out of his original contract. I don't think we know the actual details yet, but he ain't going anywhere, which uh, is no surprise. Tass, Clipper moves there. What do you think? Well, let's fly through. Obviously, Kawhi, the biggest news. Fantastic for them. Uh, just like the Maasai news, took a little bit of time to get it done. People a little angry. Why isn't he just re-signing and get it over with and f- so they can figure out the rest of the roster? Well, they figured it out, <clears throat> and Reggie Jackson is coming back. They rehabilitated Reggie Jackson to a crazy degree. He was literally released uh, by the Detroit Pistons, and they turned him into a, a special player in the playoffs in his post-game, or yeah, his post-game, also his post season interview where he was breaking down and crying with what the Clippers did for him and how mm-hmm. special that was for him was, was uh, yeah, it obviously meant a ton to him. And they hope that they can do that with Justice Winslow as well. Uh, Justice Winslow had been in the league for six years, started with the Miami Heat, a number 10 pick. He went to the Memphis Grizzlies and finally played last year. And he looked okay in in those games, but he's a far more talented player than he showed. I'm a, I'm a believer in that Swiss Army knife of a player. He can handle, uh, he can take it to the rim, he can obviously defend, he can defend a lot of positions that is his forte, and they hope that they can do what they did with Reggie Jackson with him. And they have an assistant uh, that was an assistant with the, uh, the Miami Heat for a long time. His name is Dan Craig. The Clippers do. He's their top assistant, and so hopefully that relationship works. Shane Young pointed that out, and I think that's that's what they're going to try and do. I, I think Justice Winslow could be big for them. He could come off the bench and and then uh, be part of the the starting unit at times. So you see Nicola Batum there, uh, you know, be a monster. I think Justice Winslow could be in that sort of same uh, same mold, but uh, he has to be on the floor. Injuries have really mm-hmm. hurt him. 26 games or fewer in three of his six NBA seasons. But he's got the talent, and I believe. Uh, what do you think, Trey, of just these Clippers moves here, Reggie Jackson and then Justice Winslow specifically? Pretty good moves. Um, if they get, if the Clippers get playoff Reggie Jackson, then this is an incredible deal yeah. uh, to be able to get him at $10 million per season, $11 million, I suppose. He shot 40.8% from three in the playoffs, and I think every single one was off the dribble with a hand in his face. Like, Reggie <laughs> Jackson... Uh, especially once Kawhi Leonard went down and there was more and more shots to be taken. He really seized the opportunity uh, for the Clippers, so it's nice to see him get another deal there. And with Kawhi likely out for the majority, at least, of next season, he's going to have an opportunity to, to, to continue to produce uh, for the Clippers. And with Justice Winslow, you know, he's only 25 years old still. At the very least, he's going to be solid on defense. Don't really know what else he totally excels at. I think that Terrence Mann should be the guy who really steps into Kawhi's role while he's out, but 
Winslow's going to have an opportunity, like Tass is saying, to kind of be a reclamation project along the lines of Nikola Batum. Just go out there, play defense, hopefully hit some shots, bring the energy, do what Terrence Mann was doing in the playoffs last mm-hmm. year, just play super hard and uh, raise the level of compete and athleticism for the Clippers out there. So they're not going to be quite as good next season as they were this season with Kawhi going down, but they're bringing him back. Surely he'll be a free agent again soon. The guy is a savvy operator. They're doing pretty well to recover from a major injury. Let's move over to the Hornets here, Lee. A couple moves they made in the last couple days. Kelly Oubre Jr. signs with them. Two years, $26 million. And then Willie Hernan Gomez signs with the Hornets on a three-year deal. We found Willie. Where's mm-hmm. Willie? He's on the Hornets. Uh, what do you think of these moves from Charlotte? Well, would you rather Devontae Graham at four years and 47 or Kelly Oubre two years and 26? I mean... Who's who's a better player out of those two? I think Devontae's a slightly better shooter and better playmaker. Kelly's probably a better defender and better rebounder. But I think if you're the Hornet, you'd probably still rather have Devontae Graham, I think. So Kelly Oubre, you know, he's bounced around already a lot for a guy uh, early into his career somewhat. Um, you know you know what he gonna, he's going to do. He's going to hit a few shots for a few games, but he doesn't really move the needle all that much, too much for anybody. So I think for the uh, Hornets, it's kind of like, well, we'll grab him, we'll add him to our lineup. But uh, I think, honestly, if they could, they'd, they'd get Graham back instead of him. I just don't... I'm not a huge Kelly Oubre fan. I think that's what it comes down to. I think he's... Uh, but isn't he, the idea like the roster construction a little bit? You have Lonzo Ball. You got Terry Rozier. You know, you're, you're, there's a lot Lamello. of minutes at your guard yeah. position there. And maybe Devontae squeezed out a little bit being a smaller guard. And you like, yeah. need some help on the wing. Yeah, possibly. Uh, possibly. I suppose that's what it is. It's just how much does Kelly change what they already had you know what else does he really give you apart from a little bit of an improvement on defense a bit of rebounding so anyway look it's the hornets they had to sort of uh, do something because uh they lost uh they lost graham and they lost uh somebody else i can't think of right now Zeller. Uh, Zeller, that's right they're big man yeah okay so uh, not a great off season here for the right. hornets yeah <laughs> i think they can survive but uh just, <laughs> yeah. you know their their team is really going to be it's it's going to be lamello's team already next season and, uh, and if they can get Gordon Hayward healthy and playing to the level he played at last season, they're going to be okay. But uh, it doesn't feel like the Hornets have improved this offseason, really, to me. Yeah, I uh, am looking forward to James Booknight, just what I've seen even in Summer League. He's going to uh, contribute a, a decent amount to uh, to the league. He, he was a Charlotte pick, but he moved on to Golden State. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know why I'm even talking about him. Why am I talking about James Booknight? He's a Hornet. <laughs> he says, is he a Hornet? Did he not move on to Golden State? Or the Kelly Oubre thing, I no. got screwed up. With. Kelly, yeah. Kelly, Kelly Oubre was invested heavily by the Golden State Warriors last year. They yeah. basically paid $80 million to have Kelly Oubre around. And now he's going to be on his fourth team in four seasons. Uh, I think that's a sign that things aren't going right in the Kelly Oubre world. As talented as he is, I want, him, I want to see him rehabilitate his image. But... Uh, uh, yeah, that's going to be tough uh, with uh, the ball to go around with with Book Knight and the guards. That's I don't know. I, it's a it's a flyer on him, and it's 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 mm-hmm. it's a decent amount of money I think for him. Uh, and he had a decent regular season, seemingly with the Warriors. Like he put up numbers, but uh, what's going on there? What's going on for four teams in four years? The jumper has never come around for Ubre, and if it didn't come around when Steph Curry's setting you up, it's probably not coming around. But this is great news for Eric Collins because I think Kelly Ubre and Miles Bridges running the wings with Lamelo is going to be special. Like that's a real good way for Kelly Ubre to 
kind of rehab his value around the league is to just run, play hard, and just try and get as many incredible highlight dunks as you possibly can because Eric Collins is really going to sell them. As for Billy Herman- Hernan Gomez, I can't I ha- believe this. I used to be a wancho. I think I've turned into a Willie here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's a guy I just get way, sold on every time I see him play. I had him going to the Hornets. I had that wrong. He's, he's re-signing with the Pelicans. I'm a fool. That was my, my, my fault. Uh, he's definitely staying with the Pelicans. I said, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Exactly. We can never keep track of him. Uh, All right, I got good. my he's New Orleans the mixed up there, obviously. Yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, he was also named Hornets. Guillermo there officially for a while, so maybe that screwed up things. He oh, went from Jesus. Willie to Guillermo. Where's so, Wancho? He is re-signing to stay with the Pelicans for three years. Not going to the Hornets, Lee. I mean, it's, it's, it was my okay. fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had that yeah. in the dock. I saw people in the stream team saying, he's going, he's staying with the Pelicans. And I just looked it up. It's like, oh, yeah, I wrote the wrong team there. Uh, but it's nice to know that you're more of a Willie man now, uh, yeah, TK. changed, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Once Wancho went to Minnesota, the game changed a little bit for me. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... He was a Pelican at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 And he's going to continue to be nice. He can learn from ba- Valanchunas. Just uh, smash into people, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Just smack into guys and it'll work out. All right. This final one I know I have right. Andre Iguodala returning to the Warriors. Ah, he's going back, baby. TK, what do you think? Ah, this is nice for the Warriors. They're not getting the first go around Iggy this time. We'll be 38 once the playoffs come around. Uh, Iguodala has not shot the ball very well for about four seasons, but he's bringing veteranship and institutional knowledge. Doesn't really feel like the Warriors are moving their young pieces. So who better, really, to teach uh, Wiseman and Kuminga and Moody, maybe even Wiggins, how to become a superstar as a role player? That's super valuable. You're still going to trust Iguodala. Uh, If it comes down to it in the playoffs, go play a third quarter. We need you to shut somebody down. Maybe you'll make two threes uh, in a fourth or something like that. Found money. And if the Warriors do end up pulling trades and it ends up being all veterans in Golden State, Iguodala fits there too. This is Mm -hmm. a pretty low-risk move to get a guy who knows what to do. Yeah, we sort of always knew that he would find his way back there, didn't we, Lily? That uh, Iguodala would return to the Warriors. Maybe took a little bit longer than some people thought, but there he is. Yeah, yeah, good to see you back there. Uh, yeah, Iggy, uh, incredibly, really, like, he's one of those ones we talk about. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? Probably not. But uh, Iggy's picked up a few championships. He's got that finals MVP, which really does strengthen his case there. But, yeah, the Warriors, I think, missed him. They're going to absolutely love having him back out there because, as Trey said, he knows what they do. He knows the plays they run. He knows the role that's going to be expected of him. Uh, so pretty, pretty low-risk, uh, high-reward pickup here for the Warriors. And, yeah. Uh, Iggy, uh, you know, yeah, he was it was kind of funny because he's the sort of guy who holds a bit of a grudge, you know. And so uh, when the Warriors didn't uh, retain him, you thought, I wonder if there is any sort of uh, lingering resentment there. But uh, apparently not. I guess he realized that's his best chance. To, if he does get uh, another championship, it's probably through the Warriors. So I'm fascinated to see where the Warriors like fall mm. on the like you know, favorites to, to win a title heading into next year. Like where, you know, where are they with uh, obviously Steph? And not because of Iguodala, but, you know, Draymond playing what we saw in, in, in the Olympics here. We, we know he can still play at a pretty high level. You get Clay back in the mix. You got these young guys. Who knows if they're still there? Do they do a big move? Uh, it'll just be interesting to see where they fall in the pecking order, tasks of, like, uh, of a championship favorite. I feel like they'll, they'll be a sort of a forgotten team, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I immediately lump them into those finals favorites because they okay. were lumped into... 
uh, the Lakers and Brooklyn with teams that wanted Andre Iguodala really, really badly. So if he could have gone there and you know basically had his uh, uh, you know ticket stamped to at least at Eastern Conference Finals with the Brooklyn Nets at the very least, uh, but yeah, wanted to go back to Golden State. It's it's yeah, it's a good point. I think the the fact that Steph Curry re-upped. Um, He's probably doing it because he's making you know two hundred million dollars, but he's also doing it because he thinks that there's 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 a next phase here. There's a next phase of them potentially getting to the to the finals again, and it's it's wide open in in a in a way, just like we saw Phoenix get there. There's uh, there's room, you know. Mm-hmm. The Clippers could have got there. It's there's a, there's an opportunity. Yeah, they'll probably have whatever it is, the fifth, sixth. Um, Worst odds or best odds, I guess, in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. You know, Denver will be above them, but they're they're right there. All right, current odds from BetMGM right now: the Nets are the favorite, plus two forty. Lakers are the favorite in the Western Conference, plus four hundred, and then the Warriors and Bucks are wow. tied wow. at third at plus wow. nine hundred. Wow. I was about to say before you did that, like I think they'll be higher or more or or more of a favorite than the Nuggets will, especially with the Jamal Murray injury. But wow, mm. didn't think they'd be that high. Okay, there you go. Well, they're going to win it all now. Good. Um, let's take one more break. We got a fun, almost like a throwback tweet of the night. So this will be a good one. Don't go anywhere. One more break, though. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Been doing a bunch of retirement planning stuff lately. So I've had documents flying in and out the mailbox. A lot of signatures, both analog and digital. A lot of phone calls, a lot of stamps. Got to get my long-term future straight. Yeah. Let me tell you, Skeets. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Watch your assets. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash nodunks for 10% off plus free document shipping. Trust and Will's website is simple to use and the process is straightforward. In no time, you'll have peace of mind that your assets and wishes are secure with easy access and control of your estate planning. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs whether it be care wishes, nomination guardians, final arrangements, or power of attorney. It's easy to ensure your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings or the state deciding what happens to your assets. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with trust and will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash nodunks. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash nodunks. Okay, back with No Dunks. Before we get to Tweet of the Night, confirmed at Rennis M on Twitter, sending me a link showing that, yes, Bon Jovi had a permanent banner hanging in the then ACC. <laughs> I think it's gone now, though, but there was mm. one. So, wow. Right up there with, well, Matt Sundin, Tim Horton. I don't know who else. Atlantic Division 67 champions. 67 Cup uh, for the Leafs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were there for a while, weren't they? I think those are gone. Are those gone, too? 
They, take oh, they should be. God, they should be. After yeah, they won the gotta, title. Yeah, hope yeah. so. Anyway, I can't believe I remembered it was Bon Jovi. I'm pretty happy about that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, did I was, you ever see Bon Jovi at the ACC? Yeah, absolutely. I have seen him twice at the ACC. Oh, I was hoping yeah. I was a part of that streak. You, know. <laughs> you were there for the Jersey retirement? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the best shows you can see live, Bon Jovi. Awesome. They put in such a good effort. Such a great show. We should go and see them together one day. I'm good. How many? Um, how many? Uh, I would go with you. Uh, you'd have a great time, man. We would I, have a I would ball. sit the whole time. You would hate it. Oh, no. I would be booing and singing along at the same time. Like, yeah, boo. Yeah. You know? You'd be booing him sitting, is what you're saying. Yeah, of course. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But Trey wouldn't be able to sit because he'd feel the energy and he'd be up. He'd be standing up there. He'd be chanting and singing. It's like, my life. Oh, yeah. And then when he says. Uh, is there a doctor in the house? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> There's no way you'd be able to sit for that. It's impossible. It's impossible. I want to see the Lee Ellis show at the Bon Jovi show, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah. Oh, I, want to, I want to go up to, to Lee's attic, Leaky Attic, and see if there's a Bon Jovi banner hanging in the house. <laughs> How many Such sold out fan. shows did we say? I, I, I Seventeen. I saw someone in the stream team. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, yeah. exactly. Yes, and Najee yeah. Kutob said seventeen. If that's if that's a fact, um, but they didn't sell any to you, right, Lee? Because even though you love Bon Jovi, <laughs> you ain't buying anything. <laughs> nah, I mean, uh, if I got the free, well, no, we wouldn't have got freebies in Toronto, so I would have had to pay for those ones. Right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely would have. But uh, at Wembley, I saw him a couple of years ago. Oh, my God, what a show they put on! It was perfect. Perfect night, perfect venue, and Johnny Boy brings it for that crowd too because he didn't play. He didn't play Bed of Roses here in Atlanta, which I was a little bit disappointed on. Oh, controversial. He did play it at, Come on, yeah, man. he did. He, he did play it at uh, Wembley though, so he saves us for the real big shows. But you mm. know, I still appreciated it. Cool story, bro. <laughs> Sorry, you were frozen there for. Uh, Am I, I think I'm lagging. I've seen. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, we need you to go back to Wembley where oh, your internet yeah. connection yeah. is a yeah. hundred times better. We had a good comment earlier on. It's auto-tune Lee Ellis. Yeah, if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, he just cuts in. It gets in and <laughs> JD's already cleaned this up if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, yeah, but, you don't uh, even know. You're none uh, the wiser. Uh, uh, he's really auto-tuning every once in yeah. a while. Yeah, you were rough at the beginning, Lee. Then it was fine for a little bit. Now it's getting a little uh, a little crappy again. Yeah. It's okay. We had, the, we, had the, we had the man from Xfinity out here yesterday actually looking around, <laughs> tinkering around. Apparently a few other people in the complex have been complaining. So. Uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Hopefully so it me, improves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 It'll get worse. Watch. You just watch. Uh, all right. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Okay. Like I said, Tweet of the Night is almost like a throwback tweet because I saw at the Freak Burner tweet, look at the date. When he posted this, and now we're looking at on the stream team from Giannis's Instagram account back in 2015, October 2015, a screen grab from a show called The Starters that says, over a photo of a young, young Giannis, most overrated player in the league, question mark. It was a question we had during our 72 burning questions, our season preview, and I believe it was our guy, our very own Greek, Tasmelis. At the time, picking Giannis as an overrated player. Now, I like this tweet because there's a lot of people that are new to the show that maybe see this on Twitter like, what the hell? Because we got tagged like a million times on this. Was this. This is the starters. This is no dunks now. What the heck's going on here? Explain yourself, basically. Explain it, Tass. 
Of course it was me. Yeah, and I own up to it. Yeah, 2015. It was 2015. I was on the starter's desk, asked the question, who is the most overrated player in the NBA? And my uh, far too much makeup face said, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, because uh, my reasoning was coming off his second season in the NBA, scored 12.7 points. Uh, I just said that people out there in the world were watching his highlights. And 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 obviously, I'm not a, a dummy head. I knew he was going to get better in his third and fourth and fifth year in the NBA. But at that point, people were watching his Vine highlights and saying, this guy is a Hall of Famer. He's the best player in the world. He wasn't anywhere close to that. And Yadzid Kupo was uh, an incredible uh, guy to get in the gym and grow and, and be better. So yeah, at the time, it's all how you look at that dumb word of overrated. So in the world of basketball at that time, uh, I was on the internet probably more than I am today. I was soaking up people's thoughts and their sharing of vines out there and how they loved Giannis's game and blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't that. He wasn't an all-star. People talked about him like he was an all-star and he just wasn't that. So I, uh, I mentioned that and Giannis obviously posted it and grew to the player that he is today. He used those things as motivation. I remember I, I also uh, was asked if he was the best Greek basketball player of all time. And there's a yeah. Greek basketball player in the Hall of Fame named Nikos Gali. So at, th- at that point, no, he wasn't. And I tweeted about it. And he also retweeted it and said, I'm using this as motivation. Right. Uh, but he's such a good sport that in 2019, when we gave him the Stardies MVP award, because he was the best player in the league, he accepted it. And, uh, you know, there was a little, little grudging message for me. JD, if we could roll it. First of all, I want to thank uh, Taz Melas for hearing on me. He was my, he was my source of uh, motivation. Um, it was one of the reasons that I got better every day. I locked myself in the gym six to eight hours a day. And uh, that definitely helped me win this award right here, Most Valuable Player of the Year. Uh, it's an honor for me. Thank you, Stars. Look at that. Never hating on you, Yanis. That's amazing. Never That's hating on you. I actually forgot that he, like, you know, really calls you out by name there and, like, leans into the bit and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you are a part of his origin story, as Sarah's pointing out here, Tass. Yeah, we're, we, you know, we, we came up at the same time in the NBA world, me and Yanis. You know, we, we uh, I was on NBA TV. Gotta, I got to talk about these dumb things, Yanis. Right. We, you know, we have to talk about the most overrated players. So, yeah, he was on the show way back when. He accepted, uh, I believe we gave him the most improved player award mm-hmm. as well on the Stardies. Yeah. At least the year years before, prior. two or yeah. two yeah. years before that. Uh, so, yeah, he was, what a good sport uh, to be able to do that. Some players would say, Go, that guy. No way. No way. When they get the request from the, the PR team, hey, do you want to you wanna hold up this trophy to the camera and say, I accept this award? Most guys, 90% of them would say, if, they, if, they, if somebody had talked poorly about them, you'd say, yeah. screw that. Uh, but uh, yeah, obviously, Yanis, bigger man than me, that's for sure. <laughs> and bigger hands than basically anybody. That trophy looks tiny in his hands. He's like, it's like... <laughs> A tiny little trophy. Thank you. And he's got a, like a giant grin on his face the whole time. He's loving it, man. Uh, and yeah, Tess, I actually hadn't thought about that. Giannis was a rookie when we were rookies. It's crazy to think yeah. we brought him in. I think we've showed some of the clips from like he came in at the end of the 13-14 season. When he was a rookie. He looks so young and skinny. Yeah. It's like, I don't know which is a bigger throwback. Seeing pictures of Giannis without 
gigantic muscles are hearing about vine highlights. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, because because it's been a long time. Yeah, because uh, I I didn't I had forgotten about Vine for sure. But people <laughs> tweeting, it, I, it is part of a compilation. My my dumb take is part of a compilation of uh, you know stupid Yanni's takes. So mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, I watched it back. Somebody tweeted it to me, and I mentioned Vine. Yeah, people people Vine on Vine highlights. watching the man work, and uh, yeah, he was great to come into the studio that year, first year as a young rook. It's wild. It's wild to see uh, skinny Yanis to large Yanis. It's a bit, uh, bit of a difference. You inspired him. You definitely inspired him. Uh, also, he's doing some pretty incredible things right now. He's offering like hotel accommodations for those impacted um, by the wildfires in Greece right now. So what a, what, a, what a guy. And Tass, I'm sure you saw the photos too of him and his brothers uh, with the the LOB and uh, the finals MVP trophy at the... Uh, uh, where the are they The Acropolis, that's it, yeah. And they uh they must have hiked up there. They look sweaty in the photo. <laughs> that's a it's a bit of a climb. Um so they're putting in the work there and then carrying those things too. I don't know if they had somebody helping them carry them, but <laughs> pretty funny. Great photo though. So awesome. That's a little throwback there, just because we saw that going around on Twitter. I wanted to clarify again for some of you new listeners or watchers. Okay, let's call it there. Congrats to TK and Team USA on the gold medal. Congrats to Lee Ellis and the boomers on their first Olympic medal in men's basketball history. Good on you, Patty. Uh, did you ever get yes. a response, Lee, from uh, Gazy or Heel there on Twitter? I know you're uh, right. Hammer just gave me, like, the flex and the love nice. and the uh, flag emotion. But Gazy apparently delivered a very, very passionate speech on Channel 7 in Australia. He was very emotional and oh, uh, cool. understandably so. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll have to seek that out. Awesome. Congrats to all of you guys out there. That's it for us here this week. I just remembered it's a Saturday. My goodness. Uh, appreciate the stream team joining us live. Subscribe to No Dunks if you haven't. Go get your No Dunks merch. You can get this stream team t-shirt if you want mm, over at yeah. nodunks.com. There it is. Yeah, it's pretty nice. T-shirts and hoodies and mugs and all that. Things are going to start slowing down a little bit here for the No Dunks boys. Uh, we won't be doing five shows a week as we get in now to the summer months with like free agency starting to dry up a little bit now the olympics are done we'll have shows throughout the week you know there'll be two or three shows still so just make sure you subscribe either on youtube wherever you listen to no dunks apple spotify the athletic app wherever you subscribe to us just so you'll know then when the shows are going up but just there won't be five shows a week here for the next little while but we got fast friends coming at least once a week and a couple other shows sprinkled in there so hopefully you'll continue to support your boys throughout the summer as we uh, take a little bit of a break thanks again clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome uh, since we went down memory lane there for a sec let's keep going uh thanks for joining us and remember it was great to have yanis Kumpo in the nba tv studio way back when also thanks to miroslav radulica <laughs> serbian baller show up and i'm showing a photo of uh of trey dressed as big serb Miroslav Radulica, we surprised Giannis, who that was his teammate at the time. And I, I, you know Trey. Trey definitely looked like him. He thought he was him for a sec, right? Enough. Like Afterwards, Giannis is like, I got to take a picture of you to send to him. <laughs> so he like, took a picture of me on his cell phone and sent it to Miroslav Radulica. I don't know how that conversation went down, but, you know, it totally made it worth drawing tattoos on my arm in the bathroom for 45 minutes. <laughs> Incredible. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.
Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.